Welcome back to the Maladjusted Monkeys podcast. Second episode of the week, episode 18. Aren't you guys lucky? Shane? Sure. <laughs> You're back. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me again. No troubles. And we've got the lovely Madison back as well, finally. Hello. Although she might have to get up and vomit at some point. Yeah, this. that morning sickness is really kicking her around, but um, I'm glad you're here, Madison. Thank you. Oh, we forced you to get out of bed and <laughs> <laughs> do this because we need our producer here. And today we've got a guest. Uh, I know him from our time in Afghan when I first met him in 2012 and uh, consider him one of my best mates still, Matt Hobbsy Hobbs. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is. Yeah, well, we're for having could, me, I guess. It could be afternoon because sound check. Yeah. Took, it is afternoon. Sound it's check took about morning two when fucking we started hours. And now we've been here for a while. Well, it just so. didn't feel the same. So I, I thought I'd tinker this morning, just <laughs> fu- mess shit up. So it took me a little bit to get it working. Uh, well, yeah, we did episode 17, and I, I can't remember if I spoke about it on the episode, but said, you know, it was weird to walk in. Everything's good to go. Shane's on point. Walk in, record the episode, and I said, this is the benchmark now. This is how we do it. Walk in today, and everything is fucked up again. I think with each mic added, it, the, the potential for fuck-ups just goes up. But, hey, it's the excuses. That's the excuse. But hey, but, we're here, we're doing it, and it's good. And yeah, no, it's good to have you, Matt. Um, obviously, like I said, mate, we knew we know each other from our time in the Army when we met in 2012. Yep. Um, met just prior to our deployment. Yep. Uh, when we met, I think I was a very angry man because... I kind of was getting fucked over and got put into a unit with you. Yeah, into what were we? P O O O T G something like that. O G A O T G something like that. Winning hearts and minds, pretty much. And boy, did we! And we're continuing to do that today. Doing it now to this day. But mate, just so like, obviously, there's a lot of people who don't know. Could you just give us a bit of a background of where you've come and how long you're in the military and what you did? All right. So I spent the last six years of my military career in transport. So I was driving the old Maxim Mogs and all that around for the first couple of years of my transport career, and then I got switched over to the PMBs. As yep. They were getting it taken away from the the CAV and you little gruntlets yep. <laughs> and given to us. So I got was part of the first load of uh, transports to go through. They were still doing it down the School of Armour then yep. at artillery. So there was. Uh, me and another trucky there and a whole bunch of combat services so we copped the whole pogue <laughs> thing for a month on that which was all a bit of fun but yeah at the end of the day and it was good and then i got uh, moved into the pmv which is how i ended up on that trip yep with you because they were looking for pmv drivers yep. and i was lucky enough to have my name in the ring have my security clearances and got good to go got the call up and part of a ragtag bunch that <laughs> drove PMVs for six months over yep. there. The we, were, we were the misfits. So that was that was 2012. How many deployments have you done all up? Three. So you've done three and that was in a space of six years. Yeah. Like that's pretty good. Yeah. That's jealous. Yeah, I'm, I'm very jealous. Yeah. <laughs> one was just Timor wasn't really really that much. So so where, where did you one. deploy to? Or what were your three deployments? Uh, Timor, Afghan and Iraq. Okay. So I did That's a trifecta. Mm. I did Afghan with you and then I did Iraq uh, 2014 to yep. 2015. Yep. And then you got out after that trip? Yeah, I got out uh, at the end of 2016. Okay. All right. So you were in for six years, did three deployments. Most would consider that a pretty good bloody military career, pretty good run. How do you reflect on that time? There's a lot of right place, right time Yep. sort of yeah. thing. The PMV... One with yourself was right place, right time. Yep. I was doing a radio course for the PMVs, that BCM thing. Yep. And then I was with a bunch of artillery guys, and they got a phone call from their RSM saying, hey, you're getting taken off this course. Three RAR need PMV drivers, and all your names got put forward. And then the RSM asked one of the other guys in the course, are there any other drivers there that uh, 
have a license and aren't part of the war battle, whatever they used to call it. And they looked at me and I went, I don't know anything about it. So I ended up speaking <laughs> to the RAM, uh, RSM of um, the Artie boys there in Brisbane. And he said, who's your RSM? I told him, got a phone call. Ten minutes later, I got a phone call from my OC saying, you're off the course, come back. We've got some news for you. And I think three days later, I was on a plane to Townsville to start doing our pre-deployment training. Fucking hell. So it was that's pretty, quick, eh? It was pretty quick, but that was quick. three months before we went away. So I yeah. was up there for a fair bit of time Yeah, doing it all. And a lot of uh, sitting around, a lot of you going, you're not going. We, yeah, don't, need, yeah. we don't need you anymore. Sit in the transport yard and then, then <laughs> at the end of the day end up going so yep. not as not as quick as the Iraq trip but still pretty quick how long were you in Iraq for six months okay six yep. months so yep. I was sitting the Iraq was pretty much quicker because we I was up at three Sisby in Townsville then and got we were the online unit so yep. we Sisby being the combat support battalion that it is <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or Sasby some, or some would say the <laughs> tip of the spear oh, the, the blunt end of the spear if anything <laughs> the handle the handle maybe the rusty bit at the back or yep. something and we we're up there and I was part of it I was in the PMV platoon up there as a uh, crew commander then because I'd done my crew commander's course and we were the online unit and that was just when old uh, ISIS or uh, Izzy's I like to call them those scallywags those scallywags hey? cheeky just, buggers decided to start ripping through Iraq and yep. um, the, the the old does from down in Sydney got deployed and they needed some PMV drivers to go so you attached to two commando attached to two commando for yep. that so I got a phone call on Wednesday night from my boss and she asked me to come in <laughs> I said oh you're going to have to send the duty vehicle because I've had a few beers and I can't drive <laughs> <laughs> As, as as you do typical and you're the operator we need yeah. to be attached <laughs> to special again, forces again tip of the spear tip of the <laughs> yeah. um, if, you've ever, if you've ever been to a Sisby you know you, you drink most nights so <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah and um, she goes she was um and nah, and then she said no don't worry about it just come in first thing tomorrow morning so I got called in first thing tomorrow morning uh, Thursday morning sorry I went in there straight to the OC's office a uh, section of us there we're told that to pack our bags and be ready to go Friday, so the next day to fly down to Sisby, uh, fly down to Sydney. Sorry, that and quick? That quick? No, sorry. They told us Thursday, get ready to go. You're flying Saturday. Yep. So Friday we had to get ready, and so obviously I got my uh, partner Grace at home. She's a bit freaking out. And then Saturday comes, we did the whole goodbye at home, which can probably be a bit uh, such short notice can be a good thing and a bad thing. Yep. Affected us both pretty bad. And then we got there and said, oh, no, no, you're not leaving until Sunday now. So we went through that whole roller coaster of emotions ready to go. And then, uh, yeah, ended up going on Sunday down to Sydney. Um, Spent a week in Sydney with the with the does um, learning what they do they sort of treated us pretty well actually showed us a few stuff yep and then uh, got sent to Dubai stayed at Camp Bard I think it's called now Bard or Bard no no idea yeah I stayed there for about a lot longer than they wanted us to and we finally got uh, sent into Iraq just before Christmas jeez so we left in October and came back in February yep so Christmas New Year's Australia Day First, first, first wedding anniversary. Oh. I was I was away for, and it was all the space of three days. So, pretty quick trip. Good trip. Would I do it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's most you what would. most guys say anyway. Yeah. Hey, when, yeah. what we've talked about before. Yeah. It's like I said, though, six years, three deployments, all different theaters of war. That's um pretty successful. But as you know, we know from me talking to you, 
issues you had weren't from the military. It's when you got out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I'm out, I'm out now. I've been out for four years, 2016. Yep. So there was a bit of, it ended on a bad note between me and the army, which yep. a bit, bit jaded, which yep. I know. Common theme. Common theme. And the, the, the most jaded me, unfortunately, because I ended on my career at 6 RAR. Our, our old unit. So your old unit. So and obviously deploying with you guys and knowing you for a while, you talked like six hours a place to be to start off with. Not so much when you've finished your career. Yep. yep. And um, still love you guys though. <laughs> yeah, still love yeah. six. Got a place in my heart. Still good, but still, it was just a different world when I got there to six yeah. hour. And the way um, again, a good chain of command. Like with any job, you got a good chain of command. You, yeah. You got a good work environment, and we had an old grunt CSM running admin company. Okay. He didn't like us. He <laughs> just like, he was the old school 80s mentality. Ah, uh, yep. yep. Didn't get with the times. Didn't get with the times. Yep. And then we had also a, uh, our OC was Q-Store or Rayoc or whatever they, they were. And he wanted us to be the best sort of platoon out there. He wanted us to do what the grunts do and do this and be as good as them. That's well, that's not what we do. Yeah, we, yeah. different we, roles. We we drive. If trucks. I wanted to be a grunt, I would have yeah. signed up to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. I, I chose to drive my Mack truck. I yeah, chose yeah. to drive yep. the Mog. I don't want to be one of those dudes getting bumped around the back by me. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much how it happens. You've all been in the car when the stupid truck comes to pick you up and bangs you yep. around. I think that's where my concussion injury injuries come from. <laughs> well, <there was laughs> to be honest, of, there was a little bit of to and fro there because, like, we used to get to jobs. Or tops is the wrong word. Like tasks to pick different peop- different sections of grunts up, either in the PMVs or the Mogs. And if we got there and the attitude of them guys was good, we'd give them a smooth ride. <laughs> <laughs> and we got there, and like everyone's outfield, everyone's hating life, everyone's running on ten hours sleep. No. We're tired. We're, we're hungry. Tired, we're hungry. You guys have been living in the dirt. We've been living in the back of our cars, which you think is great but it's not because you guys yep. get in there all wet and muddy and mm. stink it up and it mm. smells you're like welcome an, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like an old foot and you're bringing out bits of rat packs that you decide to stick down the seat or, yep. or something like that and um yeah and i think a bit of like if we got there and we so got, if this was uber you wouldn't give us a five-star review is that what you're saying <laughs> oh it depends how your attitude was mate <laughs> and a lot of the guys had good attitudes so there was a lot better attitude better attitudes when we came in the PMVs and the old morgues. Yeah, they yeah, yep. Used to like when we come in pictures up in the PMVs because they just used to get there and sleep because most of the moves we did were at night in the PMV. So we'd be up all night driving and you guys would be gonking in the pack. Mm, so yeah, it was racked out. It was fine. And then, yeah, but yeah, like back in the days, an old an old transport warrant also told me that when you're picking up the gruntlets, if they give you attitude, you make it as bumpy as hell. <laughs> if they're nice to you, God. you give them a smooth ride. I said, right, you're that's not fair help- enough. You're not, yeah, you're, yeah, that makes sense. You're not helping the cause here at all. No, but that makes yeah. sense. I wish that was common knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little secret. I think I've given away I never put those secrets. two things together. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Put away, I've given out a secret now. So, yeah. But yeah, so as we were talking, we were not Being jaded. When being jaded. jaded. Why, why you got out? So I think the whole jadedness started when I got back from Iraq. Yep. So when we left, obviously, uh, 2014, we had a whole different sort of um, uh, ranks, ranks there. So we yep. had different OC, different um, sergeant that we had who was really good. And they were also gearing up to go to Afghanistan the next year um, in 2015, which we were slated on, but got pulled off to go to Iraq. And when we got back, we had a new sergeant, a new OC, a new CSM, 
And the way we got treated when we got back was like the outcasts mm. of, yeah. Yeah, of um, the transport troop. And transport troop had changed. We'd gone from having one troop to having two troops. And they didn't talk to us because there's PMVs and normal max and fuels and all that sort of stuff. And we got back and like, you know, when we got we got back from Iraq, you'd have all the people meet you at the airport and you'd have your banners and yeah, the yep. sappers and yep. all that. And it was great. And the OC, like my OC, my, sorry, my CO and RSM and all met me at the airport when I got back from Afghan. We got nothing like that at Iraq. We just, just got out and there was a dude, because I was up in Townsville that um, we got back and like his family wasn't up there. They were all in Sydney and there's no one to meet him there and welcome him back. So he had to get in a cab to go back to his lines. How fucking depressing! Yeah, and that's that's like so. It, he lived on base. He lived on base, coming home to no one. Coming home a to little no room one, on base. Little room on base, and he was in those those lines where there's like six oh, along, man. and it all new neighbours and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so he yeah. didn't know no one Nothing and anything like that. So it was a bit rough that way. And then the first notice that I got from my new CSM was a phone call the day after I got back to say, "When are you coming back to work?" Jesus Christ! And I said, "Mate, I landed last mm-hmm. night." And he goes, oh, well, we'll see you tomorrow morning. And I went, okay, I guess we're going in to do the decompression thing yeah, for yeah. half a day. Yep. Straight into it. And all right, when did you leave? I said, oh, haven't decided yet. We're talking about going away, going to Bali or something. And he's like, well, you need to put your leave in because we're going field in two weeks. And I said, no, well, come on. I haven't been away for Christmas, New Year's, first wedding anniversary and all that. And then they're like, oh, well. So I took a, a week's leave just to miss out on that first yep. first shakeout sort of thing. Yep. And I got back and they're like, all right, you're back now? And I said, yeah, but I'm taking leave soon. And they're like, well, there's four weeks between now and then you can still do stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do stuff around the yard and up outfield. So went from outfield and they sent me on a course. Um, my, it's called Trucks Under Trees to get your um, promotion to corporal. Yeah. Of course, I did that. And then when I was on that, I said... I'm not going outfield because it was that was backing onto an exercise, catter or something it was called. Yeah. And I said to my sergeant, I said, no, I'm not going. I can't do it. I'm getting burnt out. I'm over it. And he sent me an email saying, you get back on the Thursday, Friday morning you report to 2RER and you'll go up in the shuttle and you'll go up the high range. And that was that was the real sort of turning point. And even the turning point, even the sergeants that were running the course down at Bacapanyol that were like, no. what the fuck what what is fucking going on here like yeah. this is just not you're getting you're getting shunned you're something you've pissed someone off yeah you've yeah. kicked his dog and not known it or something like that and i'm like yeah so that all i did i i didn't end up going because the sergeant down there put me in contact who actually helped me out a lot down there um put me in contact with the um what's the not the priest what are they called padre padre, padre. Yeah. and i just told him and he goes yeah no no that's unfair um, rah, rah, rah. and then they sent it up to the um, RSM of the school of trucks down there and he ended up e- emailing three Sisby's RSM who knew nothing about it yeah it's easy RSM I'm yeah yeah, yeah Lance Jack and yep. all that sort yep. of stuff and then it filtered down a day or two later and then I got an email back from my sergeant going oh no you're not needed out field anymore yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. how of, convenient yeah. yeah how convenient yeah and because of that email um, when they got back from field I was tasked with all the I got so many Sunday duties I got <sighs> do this like there was a parade for whatever there's a lot of parades up in Townsville for the various things I was tasked with either running the cataflug party or, or running the transport for the vets and all that which I don't mind doing it's a good thing to do like doing a cataflug party or something yeah but if you get the chance you do it yeah and normally on Anzac Day or something special it's good but to be stabbed for every single one and yeah. then you get a weekend off I know you Sunday duty 
Yep. Sunday's the worst. Day. Were you the only one from your unit uh, that had just come back from from that deployment? No, no, there was the whole section of us. Yep. So were was, they all experiencing the? Uh, they were all experiencing the same things. A lot of them. Um, so what? Yeah, it wasn't as if you'd inadvertently wasn't, done wasn't, something to it, someone. No, or, yeah. it was like we had all into we had all as a group done something to someone. Yeah, we yeah. We were all getting like felt like you were all getting punished. Yeah, like, all getting punished for it. Like, and I found that the corporal because I was a, a lonely little lance jack then the corporal we had came back and then just shunned us yeah he started looking after himself and not looking after the boys still and i'm like yeah. well, here we go and a bunch of diggers and two of them end up going down the psych psych path yep. to get out one just sucked it up yeah and just got on with life yep. sort of thing he just sort of oh it is what it is another discharged two weeks after that sort of thing so it was like a it was a common theme and then my posting was up that year yeah back and they were trying to give me my second hook and send me down to pucker yeah part of the training command yeah yeah, yeah. training oh. down i'm like nah i'm not going down there to teach 17 year olds how to drive mac trucks that's not what i yeah. want to do it's not something i'm interested in and they turned around and said well kapuka and i went again <laughs> you're not listening to <laughs> you're me not, you're not listening to what i wanted at this stage the wife was pregnant and the first boy was my only boy sorry not the first one the only one was June just due in July the following year so I wanted to get to Brisbane yep. because she's from Brisbane she got family up here if I'm away with the army she can lean on her yeah. mum or aunties my parents are a bit closer um, to where we were and, and then yeah I was arguing I was saying yep I want to go to Brisbane I don't care where in Brisbane you can send me to Amberley you can send me to any unit in Brisbane I'm not doing a training command so came back with the posting you're giving you your second hook you're going to pucker well, I'm going to see you my discharge. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <Reason of> discharge. <laughs> and um, they were like, oh, well, you're not bluffing. No, I'm not bluffing. <laughs> I don't want to go to a training command. I said, give me another three years at a unit. Yep. And then after that, we'll reassess. And if I have to go to a training command, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I had no intention of going to a training command. I was going <laughs> to yeah. see at that posting and then run for the hills. <laughs> and then, yeah, after to and fro and all that, they finally got me the posting back at uh, 6 RER. And yeah, just isn't it funny how yeah. no, nah, you can't there's no other way to do it, and then you throw yeah. the discharge. Oh, actually, yeah, well, actually, we come found up this six random Brisbane, yeah. and it was still a corporal position, too. They're like, Oh, we might not be able to find your corporal position, you might have to stay a lance corp. Mm. Sweet, that's yeah. fine, yeah, that's good. Can, responsibility, yeah. And then they found me a corporal position at six RES, so they promoted me and yep. sent me there. And then I got there, and I was the new corporal with the new sergeant, a new Tokwo. Sergeant was terrible, he had no idea, he just just you know like i'm not i don't like speaking ill of people mm. you just look at people and go how did you ever get there yeah you yeah. know what i mean one like we've all seen it yeah we don't really speak about it and then he was one of those dudes where they promote him to get him out of certain positions yeah yeah, yeah. yep yep yeah. no exactly and so he mean. wasn't he wasn't very good again that the, one of the other corporals was just a just a bag just 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 <laughs> just bin juice you know like, yeah yeah <laughs> Again, I don't like to talk bad about people, but he he got done for. <laughs> so you use the phrase bin juice. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a bin, bin turkey. No, like no, bush yeah. turkey. Bin turkey. Yeah, no, Is that better? Yeah. And then yeah, and then so it was all good. All the, the diggers and the lance corporals were all good, but I was just yeah over it from what had happened for that yeah. last six months. That grudge has grown, and then it was like, prior to that, prior to all that stuff happening, were you, were you considering even discharging when you got back, or were you just thinking I'm happy to keep cruising with army or? I was 50-50. Yeah. I was happy to keep cruising, but then in, in the back of my mind, I had my wife was pregnant. Yeah. And I had my first one on the way, and the same sort of thing that you've probably going to lull over your head to come is, do I want to be that dude that drags their kid around yep. 
every three years. Mm, yeah. Like, so we went, like, if I got, I'd be going to Victoria. It's a different mm-hmm. state. Yep. And then if I got sent back to Brisbane, different state. Yeah. And if I stayed in, he'd be school years. And then he'd, what, we go to New South Wales. I'd go yeah. to Puka, different state. And get sent around state by state, which is fine if it's just me and the wife. Yeah. But that was lulling over in my head. So, yeah, as soon as you throw a child into that mix. You it, throw a child just, into that mix, and I was yeah. sort of arming and arming. That's why I wanted the posting to Brisbane so I could have the dude be three years old and then reassess what's going on. Yeah. And because it was the last sort of six, five to six months before she was ready to pop. And um, I said to the CS, so the first thing I walked in the sergeant said, I need time off between July and August because that's when my first child's being born. He's like, yep, that's fine. And then I told the Tokwai as well, I said, I need time off. He said, yeah, that's fine. Yep, we'll blank you out for that period because yep. I've got all the, um, obviously the big exercises happens and all that sort of stuff around that time. So, And then I went for a, my wife was having a scan and then the only person I could find of any rank was the CSM. And I said, oh, I got to, can't do this. I've got to go for my wife's scan. He goes, what scan? I said, oh, yeah, whatever, six-month scan or whatever it was. Yeah. He goes, you know, I've had three kids and I've never been to one scan. Went, well, <laughs> fucking good on you, mate. Cool. Sweet. I bet his wife loves that. That's cool. <laughs> oh, he's... I wonder if he's divorced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was my first wife. My yeah. second wife. <laughs> I, haven't seen, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen none of them either. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, that was it. That sort of just, I went, well... That's cool, but I don't want to be that dad. Like, yeah. if I can be there, I want to be there. Yeah. And he was like, well, you can't go. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> righto, here we go. And I stormed out. And the, um, Grace would have loved that. Yeah, well, she didn't know because as it being um, one of the Ramey dudes we went to Iraq with, he was got promoted to warrant officer at the 6 RAR vehicle thing. And he saw me blowing up, walking out. And he's like, oh, Corporal Hobbs, I need you to come down to the Ramey shed in an hour. And I'm like... Yeah, whatever, sir. You know, thanks. Fucking dick me with that too. Yeah, helping, yeah. Helping the Ramia because Ramia and Transport get along so well. And um, I started walking out. He's like, oh, obviously, wait up, wait up. He goes, you don't need to come down. I'm just saying you're with me so you can go see your scan. Oh, man. Good can't. dude. And Good I'm like, dude. yes, thank you, sir. But then I said, well, what's the thing? He goes, yeah, no, just unfortunately, that's what you got to deal with. Mm. And I was like, I can't do three more years of this. I can't have like he was going to be born in July he was born in July so that would have been around the time that all the Talisman Sabres Tass Sabres and Hamill and all that's on all the big X's the big X's where I wouldn't yep. be there for a birthday or if I was oh, there I'd be yeah. very lucky and and then that was it so I got out I put my discharge in 10 days after he was born so I took my yep. 10 days carers leave yep. came back in submitted another leave app yep. for more carers leave yep. and then topped it off with my discharge after that with um, how was that received uh, the Tokwo knew it was coming. Yep. He was more than understanding because yep. he was the one that the six month of issues we were having, I was talking to him a lot. Yep. The sergeant wasn't even there. I didn't even tell him, yep. which then he proceeded to have a go at me about. And I'm like, well, who are you? Like, really? Yeah. Who are you? The Tokwo was good. He, he said he should do the same. He regrets not doing it for his his yep. kid who was 16 at the time then. So, yeah, right. So, yeah, it was good. And then um, I put the discharge in, got home, told Grace, and then she said, what are you going to do? And Shit. Went, right, so... Um, so you hadn't even... You hadn't, you hadn't even like started... I had, I had some out. ideas in my head about what sort of path I wanted to go down. Yep. And... And how old are you at this time? 34. Okay. 34, so mid-30s. We'll say mid-30s. Yeah. 30s, yep. yep. <laughs> Still mid-30s now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it's like, oh, shit, what do you do now? What am I good at? Mm. I don't want to drive a truck. Because if mm. I start doing interstate stuff, I'm going to be away just yeah. as much as the army. Yep. If I do what... 
nine out of ten or eight out of ten people do from the logistics courses go to the mines. One, I don't have a trade behind me, so I can't fix them. And again, two weeks on, two weeks off. Yeah, you're three away. and one. It's good money, but I'm still away. I might as well stay in the army. Yeah, you know. And then I'm like, oh, good. So what do I want to do? And then I sort of started um, with my sort of corporal background of. Uh, what is it called transport managers course yep where you do scheduling and all sort of stuff old school way on paper but and then I said well I want to get into logistics logistics is where I want to be and then I worked out how hard it actually is to get into logistics Mm. from there so the issue that uh, I think I found the hardest was everyone when you're in the army people tell you that employers love Yep. Yep. People from the army. Yep. They I remember do. hearing that. Yep. They do. But if you don't have the quali- qualifications they want, you're in the same yeah. boat. You're the same boat as everyone else. Yeah. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Like I went for a job interview that I didn't end up getting. I was going up against dudes with two degrees. Mm. Yeah. How do you compete with that? Yeah. Here's my bit of paper. Yeah. <laughs> and it's you know? what have you got? You got an army course that in civil life doesn't, doesn't even translate. Doesn't either. even translate. They they leave little bits out so they don't give you the full qualification so all your qualifications from transport driving all the heavy vehicle yeah i got my heavy rigid <coughs> which that doesn't transfer over it does it does that does. one does it, they've they've changed all the rules now mm. but i got it in beforehand but then again you get your heavy rigid trans- and it only means you can drive a truck yeah and truckies don't get paid that well yeah and, and all do the truckies you either love it or you don't and yeah. a lot of people who go to the army and drive the trucks drive the road trains drive the fuelies and they love it yeah that's their bag of chips and that's good if I wanted to drive I would be driving but yeah. then to have your like your heavy rigid on your license and not use it costs you like 230 bucks a year mm. what's the point of that so I'm back to a normal car license now because it wasn't being used and then yeah um, you get a few like when you do your transport managers course it goes towards a TAFE course in logistics management or yeah. something which now that's been erased because of a uni degree that you need to do in logistics. Did you get much during your transition after you put your discharge in, did you get much in the way of guidance in um, what you were entitled to get in terms of like doing courses or um, that army would pay for or um, transferring some of your, mm. some of your uh, courses that you had done if there were conversion course or anything like that? Did you get much guidance on that when you were leaving? I got, well, I got guidance on transferring my army driver's codes to, um, civilian because that's what I did yep. I did that the grunts used to come to me and I used to have to do all the paperwork yeah, right, to, okay. to help them out and then nine times out of ten they'd get kicked back because okay. they weren't discharging and really yeah. you, you got a medium rigid license mate that's like a, a big car so <laughs> you know what I mean and then I did it myself and then they, they, they do you go see the transitions guy and he's just yep. pumping out hot air mm, to yeah. me he's like yeah call these guys they'll help you out and you call them and you go sit in a room with 30 other people and they just give you a broad thing. Oh, I did probably do this. Ring this number, ring this number. So you ring all these people. Like, yeah, we can help you. I'll just come in for an interview. We'll have a chat and they have a chat and they go, all right, we'll see what we can do. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, right. Or get, get in contact with this recruiter. And you're like, oh, okay. Hi, uh, okay, yeah, so I work for this recruitment company. We've got nothing on at the moment, but if we have something, we'll, we'll let you know. And um, yeah, so there's different sort of. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really take it too too much. How long was it? So once after you finally, like, what is it? Was three month waiting period at the time? So yeah. put your discharge in. You got to wait your three months before you can even get out. It's like a cool off period and getting all the admin squared away. So mm. once you discharge, how long did it then take before you got um, steady work? So I got steady work in November that year. Okay, so 
I used that three months. I didn't spend very much time in the army. Yeah, I was still in the army, but I wasn't there. Yeah, because at that time you can always do the old I'm, I'm going to look for going to look for work or. Um, I've got an interview or I've got to go talk to this person. Yeah, they normally yeah. don't really care because yeah. you're just sitting around the yard smoking cigarettes or you're just not there. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? So they yep. don't really and care. And they know that. And I did yeah. use that time myself out there trying to get work. And what I did find work in was um, heavy vehicle tyre changing. Okay. So, which the end of the day isn't that glamorous, but it's work. Yeah. So yeah. You, you went straight from when you discharged was good to go and you were out yep. straight into that straight into that yep so I had a time that I um, started there a day after I got my official discharge oh, okay right. so cool. then I did all the meetings and all that sort of stuff while yep. we were going through all the things so I got two weeks uh, yep. leave and all this sort of stuff yeah there. so how was that going from straight from a military environment into a civilian environment similar kind of work I'd imagine because you're around vehicles and stuff like that yeah similar kind of work but but again different um it's kind of hard to explain with that sort of job because they're still it's still a bloke's world yeah it's yeah, like yeah. you get like the army was but it's all changing now due to everything but you know you still have that banter with the with the guys and the dude that run it was the manager was an ex um, airfield defence guard so he sort of ran it a bit air, air force okay, okay. stuff yeah, you know sure, I yep, knew they'd yep, get yeah. a race out yep, of his yeah team. I know what you're saying <laughs> that'll be another episode we bag them out I think we have before. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, and it, it was all good because we were in a shed. There was only five of us working there. We all got around, all sort of joked and yep. did as little work as possible as you do when you're on barracks in the army <laughs> sort of thing. Yep. But it was, like, they were all younger than me. Like me being mid-30s, they were all 21, 22, 19, yep. sort of their first job straight out of school. Yep. And they were like, their bodies were a lot more agile than mine would say. They don't yep. have yep. 30 years of back and knee and playing contact sport and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yep. So I did that, but in the same sort of mind, I was like, well, I don't really want to work in a hot shed all because it's out of Waco, summer, like 45 yep. degrees yeah. in the shed. And I was like, I don't want to work in a hot shed all my life. I want to be in the office in the aircon, but I want to stay in the logistics side of things. So that's when I started uh, looking into the scheduling yep. for yep. trucks and transport and all that sort of stuff, which again, people go, oh, that'd be a pretty high stress job and pretty quick. It is, it is. And that's what I want. I wanted something a bit... Um, like quick paced so more sit, engaging more engaging you sit down the day goes quicker day goes quicker you've got yeah. problems to solve yeah. uh, every day is different still the same job but every day is different yeah. you yep. know, you've got different issues every day and that was a very hard industry to crack yep. into so did a lot of again people wanted to chat to me in interviews because they saw army mm-hmm. they saw what I was doing what I'd done and a lot of them were just chatting to me about like the army and what was it like in Afghan. Yeah, right. Yeah, cool. You, I'll tell you about Tell this. us a war story. Yeah, I'll tell you about this and the beer on a Friday after you give me the job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? War, mate, if you like that story, yeah. wait till you employ me. I'll yeah, go I've got more. And then again, a lot of them would ring you out or they get their secretary to ring you out. Oh, you're just not what we're looking for. And some wouldn't even get in contact. And that comes down to what we're saying with the qualifications? Yeah. So One dude was honest with me. He goes, mate, I'd love to give you the job. You've got the right attitude. You're all good, but when I take you and this guy to my general manager, he's going to choose this dude because he's got three degrees. Yeah. Mm. And two of them are in logistics and one is in like, I don't know, foreign language studies or something random. Yeah. And what do I got? I'm like, army. I've been in Afghan. I can <laughs> dig a hole. I can yeah. drive a truck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was sort of bumbling away there. And then I finally got a sort of break with a, um, a removals company. Yeah. I won't mention the removals company because... 
the uh, oh, bit um, of a yeah. bit of a dodgy situation yeah. that happened there. So I started with them mid year, and technically with removals was the end of the year is your busy time. Obviously, all the government workers are yep. moving. Everyone sort of moved in summer rather than winter. Like no one's out looking at houses and stuff like that. And they started me mid year. And then you get a six-month probation. So they used me for the busy part of the year mm-hmm. and then came to the end of my six months, made up a cock and ball story and showed me they weren't going to continue my employment. So what they did, they wanted someone for a six-month contract, but instead of paying me the contract yeah. wages, which is a lot more than just your normal wages, they just said they weren't going to keep me after that. And then from what he told me when he let me go to the res- I think you saw the... Um, I think I rang you that night. I was pretty, yeah, you, I was yeah. pretty drunk and pretty me. upset that night. Yep. That was a bit of a low point yep. to be told that. Um, yeah, and then he said, he goes, I'll give you a reference, whatever you want. I said, mate, I don't care. I just need a job. Mm. He wrote me this glowing reference, which totally contradicted why he yeah. got rid of me. And then came out later and that's what they did, which is well within the law, but it's still like a it's still not right dodgy, you. Yeah. dodgy thing to do. So this is this whole period now, that's six months out of the military? Yeah, yeah, yep. six, six months out of the military. So yep. it took me six months to change tyres on dirty, dusty job sites in the shed, which was great fun. Loved it. Mm. Any young kids out there want to break their backs, go and do it. Get paid good money to do it in the mines. But uh, yeah, and then I finally got the office job. Yep. Monday to Friday, home on the weekends, home every night. No guard on a Sunday. No getting a phone call saying, <laughs> yep. saying you're on a plane in three days sort of thing. No counting down the weeks till you go away for six weeks yep. sort of thing. So it was good, and I got it, and then, yeah, that happened. That happened just January of um, 2017, I think it was. Yep. Something like that, because we are still at Springfield. And, um, yeah, so then the only job I could get in the middle of summer was scaffolding. Oh, so because I was... Fuck that. Yeah, so that was, that was a really, really low point for me. So how are you dealing mentally, that, like, at this stage... It took me a bit because it t- still took me a couple of weeks to get over to find this this just this normal low key lackey job. Yeah, you yep. know because I was still looking for the back to get into the logistics thing because I was like, oh okay, so I've got a bit of experience in scheduling now. I'll get snapped up. Yeah, no, not the case. No one hires at the start of the year. No one's looking to hire January, February, March because you're just starting back up yeah. after Christmas and sorting everything out. And yeah, it was pretty low. Uh, I think we had a few conversations about stuff that time yeah, over yep, the phone, and yeah, a lot of lot of uh, lot of drinking going mm-hmm. on, a lot of drinking myself to sleep, and just feeling absolutely miserable, which isn't good. Having a, a young one around, like he's only six, yeah, seven months yep. then, he didn't really know what was going on, but he knew something was happening, something was changing. Yep. How was it between you and Grace at that time? She obviously, she I know her. She's very supportive. Mm, she was. She was still. She was. I think still off work on maternity leave, so we still yep. had some money coming okay, in. Okay, yep. But it wasn't a lot, and like you got a newborn, you got all these other bills coming so in. Just stress. Just stressed out of the eyeballs, and didn't help. And then this job came along, so I started doing the old uh, scaffolding in the middle of summer, oh, which well, would just destroy you. Like it, yeah. Like you, it's carrying around hot bits of metal, mm. thirty-eight degree days out West Brisbane, which is not nice. And I'd come home and I'd be stuffed. And yeah. then we'd have the arguments of uh, who's going to look after yeah. Ethan, my son. Well, I'm, I'm stuffed. I've been here all day. I just want to lay on the couch. Well, I've yeah. been looking after him all day and he hasn't slept sort of thing. So you're passing it off and you're starting to have an arguments and sort of fights about about that sort of stuff. And then the money issue comes up because we weren't getting paid as much as I was yeah. in the army, which is another thing I think a lot of people 
uh, take for granted is actually Especially the Because you've got to try and take into account all the um, benefits we're getting, like um, housing, medical, medical dental, all those yep. things. Yeah. You've got to try and factor that into yeah. your... Um, yeah, it's not you know, just your, How much you need when you get your, out. Mm, yeah. base wage, so I don't know. Like the DHA house, it's taken straight out of your wage. Yeah, yeah. Don't you don't even, even realise it. it. So you no. don't even have to worry about yep. it. No. You know, and, and, you're, and so at that point you're going, oh fuck, rent's cheap. I don't know what everyone's worried about because <laughs> yeah. you don't realise that defence housing. Yeah, like you said, you're getting yeah. taken out, and then as soon as you learn, get in the civvy life, you're like what the fuck? Mm. Is this much a week? <laughs> yeah, what? Like, I don't for this. Yeah, for this house. Like when like, I told the story in one of our old episodes, the first time I went to a dentist outside of military, mm. and they gave me the bill. I'm like, what the fuck? Isn't it free? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's my defence ID. Can yeah, I'm like, yeah, does this still work? Yeah, is, it's, it's, is this good here? It's funny because you keep um, when you're talking about. Um, like just little things that I've never even thought about because you know I've always gotten jobs either with my family and the businesses they've owned or into the mm. straight into the army so I'm pretty lucky like that I've never really had to go out and hand out resumes or do anything like that so like you know people don't hire at the start of the year yeah. and stuff like that mm. things I didn't, wouldn't have I wouldn't even have thought, thought of, that thought either. of mm. um, um, <laughs> looking for a job I think that's why I'm so institutionalized yeah mm. well, no, that makes sense yeah were well, you just finding mate like every day was just a grind like on the job seeker world before you would find a job you would wake up going fuck is today going to be the day i get one or am i yeah. gonna get knocked back again yeah so like because now everything's online there's not a lot of phone calls everything yeah. comes from like your seek and all that yep. so i was sending out every job just to find work before i got that scaffolding job just to find work i was sending maybe 20 to 30 my resume to people yeah and you'd hear back from maybe two percent of them yeah and the ones you did hear back was either come in for an interview it'd be cool or they'd ring you and go hey do you have this qualification no oh, sorry we're looking for someone with this or it'd be a recruitment firm mm-hmm. ringing you going hey I'm from whatever we've, you, you, we think you need to do this Cert 3 course so go do it for 6 weeks you don't get paid and we'll try and find your work after it well, <laughs> I, I get it I get at the end of the day you get a certificate 3 in warehousing or whatever, yeah, but yeah. that's 6 weeks I can't go without money coming yeah, yeah. because we're still getting money for the um for Grace being on maternity leave and that took away all your Centrelink bonuses. I couldn't get the doll basically because yeah. we still earned too mm-hmm. much. Had you saved much of your deployment money? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 No, no, no. So the Afghan went on went on a car as, as you've... As discussed in... As discussed, referred to previous episode. Yeah, referred to previous episode about that one <laughs> and the rest of that one went on the wedding. Yep. Which you were also a part of. Yep. Good times. So, yep, yep. Good times. So you knew how much alcohol and food and everything and the place we had and money we spent on that. Yep. Which was good. It was. Well, it was, I don't know. I just drank it and stayed just, there. But, just, uh, yeah. We picked you up at the airport and you drank and got a free accommodation for a weekend. <laughs> yeah. No, it was good. Cheers, yeah, mate. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. And just always smiling in the back of the photos too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then what about Iraq? Uh, well, all the pays had changed when we went to Iraq. Yep. It was all up and down because we were the first Australian troops back in Iraq at that point yep. because the is is doing their thing like <laughs> I drove the second PMV off the C-17 Herc back into Iraq and sort of stuff like that so we weren't really there and they were still trying to work out the wages and then they were arguing and it was a change of government as that's well that's right because they changed all the um the the deployment money from what we were getting it all got scaled right back yeah saving yeah. money yeah. yeah okay so and also you got you got Grace at home and she's sort of in Townsville, no family around. She still had friends in a close little community up there, and then she decided we had a new colour theme for the house, sort of thing. So, oh, yeah, good. Yeah, good, yeah, good, good. So, good. we went from having no colour theme to coming back to purple, sort of thing. Ah. So, everything was sort of getting replaced and updated. Yeah. Like, we got new couches, new TVs, and all that. And we also did the whole, um, her friends had a, um, 
wedding in Bali, so we went instead of going just for four days, we went for ten days, and that's where he just sort of just be in Bali. It's Bali. You just yeah. spent money willy nilly, and you didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. really think about it. And everything we did have sort of hidden away in the background went pretty quick once. Yep. Once he so you pretty much starting from scratch again. Pretty much starting from place. scratch again. Not yep. yeah. You pretty much because we I wasn't also expecting the shock of the more financial burden. Mm. Was for getting out of the army as we spoke about with like rental assistance DHA yep. your medical mm. and just having like you get a set wage you get every fortnight as well so you yeah. can budget but when you're working casually one week you may work 38 hours next week you may work 20 yeah. you may work 50 you know what I mean it goes up and down it's hard yep. to sort of fluctuate but I think the biggest thing was rent you're like I'm paying this much for yeah, yeah. yeah. For what? and then yeah and like your, my wage in the army where I was was nowhere near what I was getting as well, so I lost money. I yeah. lost about, about 15 to 20 grand a year just yeah, yeah. alone, and that's just sort of with a new kid on the way and all that sort of, yeah. So you're sort of starting from scratch a bit there. So, yeah. so bring it back to where you were at the scaffolding. How long were you doing that for? I was doing that for about six weeks. Okay. Six weeks. Yep. And so. then what, what came after that? So I was still applying for jobs, and then I got a phone call from another removals company because they had seen I had the experience. Okay. With this one, they called me in for an interview, and their question was, well, why were you only here for six months? Yeah. And I said, um, because he let me go. And they're like, why? I said, and I told him what happened. And then I said, oh, have you got a reference from him? And I showed him the reference. And they both looked at each other and went, this dude fired you and gave you this reference. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I said, he goes, you know what they did? And that's when they told me, instead of paying me a six-month contract for the busy period, they just yeah. put me on probation for six months. Yep. So I started working for this removals company, doing the same sort of thing with the commercial world. Um, so office removals and yep. stuff like that, which was good. But the company just, uh, not to speak ill of the company, good bunch of blokes that work there, but just just minimum wage and work you very hard. Yeah. So yep. especially not just the guys on the road, like lugging around the furniture, which is a hard trade. Like anyone who wants to be a furniture removalist, I take my hat off to. Oh, I, I every time it, I move place, I think yeah. that like, it's, and it's always the first item I'm taking out of the truck. I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. There's normally a lamp as well. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck this. So like, you, it's, uh, over the course of this period that you've, you've been changing jobs and stuff, are you regretting leaving army at all during this? There was a bit when I think I spoke to you, mm. I'm regretting about leaving the army. There was the bits out there where I'm lugging around hot bits of fucking metal. Yeah. Scaffolding with the with the uh, Kiwi Kiwi brethren that we've got yep. speaking their own Kiwi language and yeah. me being this skinny white guy <laughs> and I'm carrying two planks, they're carrying eight planks sort of thing. <laughs> Keep up, white boy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Sorry. Sort of thing. And um, yeah, and I was, it was just, I was just like, fuck this. I could be in the army sitting on my ass smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Right Did you consider going back in? I did consider going back in. One night when I was um, drinking, I actually got the old laptop out. And this isn't going where you think it's going. (laughs) (laughs) Autoerotic asphyxiation. No one coming in. No one come in. (laughs) Back in my room. Um, No, and I I bring up the the old um, defense website. And I sort of sat there and I was was typing and I was getting the double vision. You know, that's how how drunk I was on a Wednesday night. So it was a bad time. And I went, you know what, I'm going to do this in the morning. Yeah. And I woke up and the next day I had to go to work. So I had to scaffold hungover in the heat. So oh, I sobered up and the hungover got out pretty quick. And yeah. I got home that night and I opened the laptop back up and I sat there and went, no. Nah. Mm. Still the reasons I got out. Yeah. Still, 
overpower going back yeah, in. Right. And the main one was that was the sun. Like I wanted to be there for him. Even though I was scaffolding, I was drinking excessively. I wouldn't start drinking until he went to bed. So yeah. I still got to see him. Still got to spend time with him. Tried my best to spend time with him being absolutely stuffed sort of thing. And then, and even though it was a ship job, it still paid the rent, still put food on the table, and yep. it was still at home where the army could be sent anywhere as well. Like yeah, they want to yeah. up and leave and send to Darwin or that go, well, guess what? You're off to Kapuka. Well, then I'll never be home mm. sort of thing. So, yeah, there was that time that I thought about going back in. And, and looking back on it, I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Like um, a lot of people do it, like yourself. Yep. I know a lot of people... Still today, like people that I was in with, they've got out, couldn't find anything, didn't didn't their um, expectations didn't meet what the outside world is. Yeah, yeah. and they, yeah. they sort of and maybe get back in. It might be the same for you, but I I found like probably the biggest reason that happened, like that I even got back in, was just not being prepared, uh, not preparing myself properly for. Uh, for the life on that outside, mm. and not doing enough research into like what it was I wanted to do then getting the skills that I needed to do what it was I yeah. wanted to do. Yeah, that's um, And then, like, I think tied in for that, I don't know if it was the same for you, but, like, my own my own issues, um, psychological issues as well, like, compounding all of that, increasing my drinking and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think that's, like, a, a big lesson that's coming out of your story mm. is, like, how much you really need, like, it's to think about before you throw that, that deal on the table is get yeah. yourself prepped like and you ready need to, for you need to if anything you need to have a plan yeah like I didn't really have a plan I thought it all just fall into place like yeah. I had I was going to get be a scheduler that was it easy straight yeah, in yeah, I'll yeah. see the army thing I'll, yeah I'll get in not that easy like you need to have a plan you need to at least I reckon a year before you want to get out you yeah. need to decide hey, start I'll, putting things I want to get out but I want to do this mm-hmm. yep. and then you need to work out what steps you need to take to get to that point yeah which is something i didn't do which is something i regret not doing otherwise it would have made life a bit more easier but at the end of the day we all learn from our mistakes yeah so that's it you just gotta you gotta have a plan in place mm-hmm. like even if you like you want to get out and want to go be a school teacher yeah well, i need yeah. a four-year degree so the degree starts in february but i still need to have money while i'm doing that degree mm. you know what i mean so yeah you just need to have a plan planning is key and the army will always try and keep you in yeah as like they've invested so much money invested in you, so you know, much money in you stay. and as yep. I said like I put the first discharge on the table and then a position miraculously yeah, opened yeah. up where I wanted to go they'll, they'll do whatever they can to keep you in mm. and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and as I said a lot of people who get out don't have that plan it all falls to, to shit and they end up getting back in yeah well I find a lot of people the, it's the same reason like when we all got out you get jaded mm. and you're used to being told mate when you get out you you're ex-army you'll, you'll snap up a job like yeah. that mm. yeah. so you've got those two things you're like I'm fucking over this I'm, you know, I'm done I can go do anything because I've been told I can do anything mm. so then you leave and like, well, I got lucky I went straight to another government job mm. but obviously you know, we all know people that st- you know, they got out when we got out Shane yeah. years ago and they're still struggling you know, it's been seven, eight years on yeah. you know, and they've st- still gone from the casual job to not knowing if they've got a job next week mm. and every time I see them they're doing something different yeah. you know but yeah like you said you need to have a plan you need to have a plan you need to stick to that plan um, but yeah it's like you don't need to know what career you're doing I don't think I think no. you just need to know what your next job is yeah that you yep. want to do and you've got to actually the big one is the financial side of things too that's something I didn't even take into consideration mm, yeah. yeah that's something I thought wouldn't be as bad as it was and the finances can have a big strain on all relationships no matter what you say finances is the 
is the core of a lot of issues. Yeah, so yeah, that's where it starts, and then it yeah, just starts. Then it know. just starts spreading from there, the cobweb sort of thing. So, yeah. So yeah, you just need a plan of what you want to do, what you want to achieve, and then if you achieve that and you don't like it, well then, yeah, do whatever you want. But yeah, yeah I think a lot of and then there's also the other side of the coin too. I think a lot of people get back in is because they just miss your mates as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I think that's another big thing. It's not just being like institutionalized and employed it's the fact that you've got the same group of mates there like i've I've found some good mates out of the army yourself and a lot of other boys but then there's also a lot of guys that i used to hang out with the army when i was in that i don't even talk to anymore yeah you know what i mean and then yeah and then you're like well did you find with you know once you got out you did you worked at a couple of different jobs Mm. did you struggle assimilating with civilians in a different environment compared to the military yeah not so much um the tire changing and the scaffolding yep. because you're working blokes world like you blokes world yep. like you don't not being sexist or anything but mm. there's no female scaffolders not yeah. that I've seen I'm sure there is and I'm sure they're very good at it and you're not dealing with customer service you're not dealing with customer service yeah, yeah. That's just, I'm one. sure there's heaps of girls out there scrambling trying to get into that industry yeah, yeah well <laughs> yeah. the door's always open <laughs> I think they got a pretty high turnaround sort of in there but yeah in the office world my first removals job and the Second one I had for the second company and in my job now as yep. well. So what are you doing now? So I'm now working for a company called Blacklane. Mm-hmm. Um, we are an online chauffeur service. Yep. So. And how long have you been working with them? Over a year. So okay. I started them last February. Okay, cool. So yeah, and um, yeah, really happy. Really yep. good company. Um, everyone I work with, good. Yep. Not, not best friends with everyone I work with, obviously, mm-hmm. but everyone mm-hmm. we get along with. Good, good culture there good management like the the, the um our hub manager as it's called because brisbane hub it's a berlin based company is is probably one of the best managers in and out of the army i've ever had yeah so she honestly she um cares for every and each and every single person yeah. there and it shows yeah shows i'm sure it takes a big toll on her but she doesn't let that show when it comes to work and it's good yeah so yeah so get uh, that path getting into this job now which you know from the last couple of times i've caught up with you it sounds like you're in a now in a stable employment in a in a better frame of mind as well yeah the path from the scaffolding to where you are now mm. was it did it become easier to get get to this job or was it still a rough road and then this kind of just popped up it was sort of a rough road yep because as i said i started with my second removal company first six months i was busting my ass there because i yeah. didn't want to get let go again yeah. at six months yep and i was putting in the overtime like my hours were seven thirty till three thirty four o'clock i was there at six o'clock every morning and i wouldn't leave before four thirty. yeah and they expected that of me even though like there had been some days where i'd rock up at seven thirty, where i was meant to start at seven thirty. like you're late no i'm not like oh you're normally here at 5 a.m yeah i know because i want to impress you and then after i got my you know what i mean i wanted to keep my six months yeah going yeah after six six months employment and i got there and then they said yep no you're all good and i said well let's speak about giving me some more money in my old skyrocket because i'm over probation now i'm doing all this yeah, extra yeah. work these hours yeah, yeah 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 we'll get to it okay never happened never happened and then it, in the strain they were putting on me was getting ever more increasing like i'd get phone calls at nine o'clock at night from a manager about a job and I didn't answer he rang me four times and he, and I answered on the fourth one he said why don't you answer I said because it's fucking nine o'clock at night I didn't say fucking obviously yeah, as a manager yeah. but I said Cause it's nine o'clock at night mate well we need to sort this job out now what am I going to do at nine o'clock at night mm. I'm not going to drive back into the office where my computer is yeah. yeah and everything was like that it was like 
because we were in the commercial world, we had to work a lot of out of hours. Yep. And even though I'd be in the office at 5 a.m. in the morning to get the morning crew going, they wouldn't let me leave at 1 p.m. I'd still be there at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Fuck like that. I was doing 12, 13-hour days. God. Even though it's just like it's not physical work, but you're sitting there dealing with all the issues that are Yeah, you're still problem solving. Still problem yeah. solving, still trying to do everything. Commercial world they worked in was, stress. was hotels, so hotel fit-outs and all that sort of stuff as well. And um, yeah, and it was all out of hours and it was just, yeah, you had, to sh- you had the warehouse to run, you had removals and it was just, yeah, vehicles and all sorts of stuff. And and yeah, they just put a lot of strain on me. And when I asked the second time for a uh, pay rise, they bring me in for a meeting and it just, the way I just got thrown under the bus there. They all attacked me, told me what I should do, what I need to do better, and all this sort of stuff. And that was it. I got jaded at that point. Yep. Yeah, that's Again. Yeah, that's and and it, got, it got shamed by like the dudes in the warehouse and on the road. They knew it. They knew I was burning out. They knew it was over it. And then I started looking for something else. And um, I was chatting to a... So I was back on Seek while I was working, just flicking out a few emails. And I got flicked out for another company. And he rung me and said, like, you want to come in for a chat? And I'm like, oh, should I send out like three, three resumes in, in like a three-week period, not expecting anything back? Yeah. And I got something back. And he um, said, oh, yeah, come and have a chat. And he was chatting to me. He said, yeah, so we work for, this was, what are we in now, 2012, 2019? Yeah, so about the end of 2018. He was there and he was a little side company that worked for Red Star Transportation. Um, and he offered me a lot of money to do the same sort of job he said you'll only need to work these hours you're getting paid this much shit alright sweet <laughs> quit yep. the other place went here um, about three four weeks later Red Star went belly up oh. oh no so his company took a big hit and then it also got found out that he was running around with the secretary so that all went belly up as well <laughs> then they sent some dude up from Melbourne who was part of the company we don't need you anymore mate oh, so sad. back out again Start of the year. So you're like mentally, mentally you're I'm on like, a roller coaster. I'm up and I'm, down. You I'm get like, a job, it goes. Yeah, you get a job, this job it goes. was like, seemed great. Yep. But it, like, I went in there with like blinders on. I saw the money he was going to pay yeah. me. But then I didn't like have a look at the whole sort of establishment. Like yep. it was a warehouse job, but the warehouse was dirty. There was piles of paper in the office. The secretary would start at 10 a.m. and leave at two. You know and. Is like, like looking back on it, I should have taken them as red yeah, flags, but I was blinded stuff. by the cash. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. You're gonna pay me this much to only do eight hours work? That's fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm in. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So that went belly up pretty quick, and then I was back in the same position again. Um, and at that point, we had actually bought a house, so I was actually we'd moved in and. and paying off a mortgage now so it wasn't just rent it yep. was a mortgage and yep. everything that else that came along with the home ownership that, yep. you know you got your rates you got your water you got your busted door that you can't ring up the real estate for anymore you got <laughs> yeah, to fix yep. yourself sort of thing the, yep. the oven blows up you got to pay for it and it was even more stress on it at that time but luckily again I just was at home and just smash and seek smash and seek and then this company got in contact with me originally I thought it was a fraud it was like a like a dude trying to get money out of me. Yeah, yeah. They're Berlin based, and they sent me an email going, "Hey, jump on uh, Google Hangouts and we'll have a chat at like 9 p.m. at night." I'm like, "No way, mate!" And then he sent Just me. Send us your bank account. Details. Yeah, that's it. Oh, hello. And then he sent me a revised one with with Australia time in the, in the evening, which is Berlin's morning. I went, "I'll oh, right, meet this guy and just see what he wants to get out of yeah. me." And then about five ten minutes into the 
interview. I realized it was actually a proper company. Yeah. And so then I'm on the laptop here doing my interview and I've got my phone out here Googling what this company is and what they do. And then, yeah. And then I got, um, so he did the interview with me and then I went and met the hub manager here. They had just started opening up. They opened up here January 2019. So I got in in February. Yep. And I met her, got along well. She was pretty cool. Um, still is pretty cool actually she's still she's still there <laughs> she's probably going to listen to this so <laughs> you are still cool Ty <laughs> um, and yeah and then you got along and then Berlin sort of um, uh, rang me back at a meeting another meeting with my boss over there and then yeah started through two weeks later there and haven't left been yep. happy ever since and the, yeah. the company's grown and grown and grown and grown and grown so Definitely yeah nice. still no side of um, stop and grow so. yeah well I've noticed like um, I've caught up with you a fair bit in the last couple of weeks um, and seeing you now compared to whenever I would catch up with you mm. when you were going through that hard time you were a completely different person mm. like it was it was tough I think the last time I seen you before you got this new job was at a local pub where we do you even remember this <laughs> October fest oh fuck no yeah okay <laughs> but, like, maybe I, maybe maybe Oh, was it the start of no, it was, uh, this is a while ago I'm going to go with no no but like, I, I would run into Hobbsy and most times uh, it would be we'd be at a pub or drinking or whatever and you know you just I could just feel this aggression and anger mm. in you you know like he was mm. drinking to excess yep. and he'd be we'd be talking but you'd be really like aggressive with me not like wanting to fight yeah. me but yeah. almost what, what you used to do, Shane, when you'd drink mm. a fair bit, you'd be say, a, very much like Shane, where he'd be like saying things to antagonise me. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And then um, you know, I'd be like, "Man, what are you what are you talking about?" You're like, "Ah, I'm fucking around. I'm kidding." Yeah. And maybe, then you'd say something else, and maybe I'm like, it's "Just something about you." Maybe <laughs> actually, maybe I'm common theme. Yeah, but you know what I mean. And, yeah. And then you know, I'd I would I'd see Grace or I'd talk to Grace, and she would say, "Yeah, you know, like he's drinking a fair bit. He's he's very angry." Now when I see you, completely different person. I've drunk mm. with you recently. Mm. No issues. No. You know what I mean? Like you just seem happier. Yeah, I am a lot happier. Everything's yeah. starting yeah, it's good. The job is like obviously you spent what eighty percent of your life working. Yeah. And I think at the moment, um I've got no intentions of leaving. Yep. So and I'm happy that I took it. I'm happy that I stayed there. Even through this whole sort of um Rona pandemic we've mm. got going on now we're working from home now working from home now which is didn't like it at the start now i'm loving it yeah <laughs> as, yep. as i think most people are but yeah and they've really looked after us too like i think it's got a lot to do with the way mm. like the company looks after you as well mm. sort of thing so it makes a huge difference it does make a huge difference and they they talk about it being a family and it, it honestly feels like a family we do fight like a family like i i do i do get the old yelly corporal voice come out a few times they know me as grumpy matt when something sort of <laughs> doesn't they do something wrong and all that sort of stuff but they know what i'm like at the end of the day well you're always pretty relaxed guy uh, in general mm. like uh you're not someone i've always associated with you know those guys who hang on to that military identity mm. like a really green and love being a side like even even when i met you when we were in you were never that kind of no, person I, like you always just you seem like a truckie mate or a tradie it was it was a job it, was it, was, a job it wasn't you. a job even though when you're in the army it, it consumes all your life you should, yeah you should know that mm. still know that now but i used to not try and take it home with me if yeah. that was that, if that yeah yeah like this job now, if I have a bad day at work, I won't bring it home with me. 
but the yep. other jobs before this, I was bringing it home with me. Yep. And like being with the other the second removals company I worked for, getting the constant phone calls and all this sort of stuff was bringing it home with me, and I didn't want that. And that's where I think a lot of the anger mm. comes. And you probably to. though you were just doing jobs to be employed. Then you weren't in a position you were really happy with. Hey. No, I was. Starting off in both the jobs, yep. both the removals jobs, I was happy. Okay, I was yep. happy. And if yep. if the second removals company would have would have come to the party a bit, I'd probably still be there today. Okay, yep. Like I was like the, the dudes I worked with was good, and the ladies I worked with were good. Or the like, removals are the most easy to get along with blokes yep. that you'll yep. ever meet. Like even though they're rough and ready, they're good customer services because yep. they have to yeah. talk to customers all the time, and it was good. And I think I bet they're just a, again the the hierarchy of that company was very much take from the bottom. Yeah. Yep. Sort of, yeah. Yep. Try and make as much profit for the investors as they could, which is the way companies work, but you've got to look after your your employees to have a good company. Yeah. And I think that's what this company I'm working for now does. So, yep. yeah, it's good. And a good bunch of blokes and, and um, women. That yep. Talking to, with. like, if you were talking to young diggers now, what would you tell them about setting young themselves Matt. up? Young Matt. If you were talking to young, young Matt. Matt. Jesus, put the beer down. Young Matt, in his, <laughs> <laughs> young Matt in his mid-30s, what would you have told him? Jesus, put the beer down and let's have a chat. Because I know, like, from my experience, we were talking about this Shane the other day. I, can't, I don't think I did tell this story on the podcast, but, like, last year when I was I was at work and the partner I was working with, he's a reservist. He had to go onto a Nogra barracks um, to pick something up from his office. So, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. It must have been a public holiday or something because there was no one on base. And uh, we're driving around. I hadn't been on a Nogra barracks in years. So, it was looked all different. I started getting a bit nostalgic. And I said to him after he finished at his office, I go, hey, do you mind if we just swing by 6RR? I just want to see what the old place looks like. So we go there and there's no one around. And I was going to walk around, like to have a look at all the companies and just have a sticky beak and just reminisce, I guess. Just and be I thought, a creep. Just be a creep. <laughs> yeah, I'm in like full police get up and everything. Uh, we're in the marked police van. And he said, yeah, no worries. So we swing by and I thought I'll do the right thing and I'll go to the guard room the guard room you know it's manned 24 hours by what like 6-7 blokes and their job is just to answer phones and be security for, for the unit and it's just it's just young blokes on bunk beds watching Foxtel pretty yeah, much yeah. and one dude in that little office yeah one the, dude sitting the, in the office so the in the office <laughs> so I said uh, yeah swing by there I'll just let him know what I'm doing so they don't think I'm trying to break in or I'm just some weird creep in a police uniform so I go in and it was really weird because I didn't realise how much I've aged since I've got out. Um, and it was like six, seven kids. They look about 17, 18, just watching Fox down. I walk in, I'm like, hey, boys. And they weren't expecting a police officer to walk in. They all jump up real quick. They're like, oh, hi, sir. How are you going? I'm like, yeah, yeah, good. Felt like I'm, yeah, rest. rest. Re- yeah, rest. Hey, rest, boys. All good. Just call me Tom. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, look, I used to be at 6RR like many years ago. Just popped in, just wanted to know if it's all right if I walk around. I'm like, yeah, no worries. So they sent one bloke with me. And we're walking around talking. I'm looking at Delta Company and everything. And he's asking me questions about when I was in and, you know, the Afghan deployment. And because none of these guys have deployed. No. And there's nothing coming up on the horizon for them, which they they were well aware of. Barren wasteland now. Yeah. Yeah. So, we walk back to the back to the guard room. And I'm talking to all of them. They're asking me questions about my time. And then I asked them, oh, what are your plans? And, you know, the 18-year-olds are all like, yeah, I'm going to do special forces selection and join the SAS and everything. I'm like, hey, that, you know, that's really good, guys. Um and then the wisdom in me comes out and I'm thinking they want to hear this stuff <laughs> because yeah. I'm Tommy Archer and I, everyone wants to hear what I want to say. They're like, when's this old guy going to go so we yeah. can go Yeah, that's what I'm getting there. I'm trying to watch me 
foxtel yeah. <laughs> yeah so i'm like yeah guys that's really good and i hope you do it just remember uh the infantry you're not going to last forever in it you know don't be a lifer just start setting yourself up for the future start planning other, other things that you want to do and as i'm saying this i'm Jesus thinking Christ. yeah these guys go well, where's your notebooks boys write this shit down <laughs> I could see the look in their eyes. They glaze over. A couple like looked at each other, and I'm talking, and I can see I'm losing them. And I just kept talking, and then it hit a point. There's silence. I'm like, "All right, boys, well, leave you to it." It's nice to meet you. I got in the car, and I'm like, "Oh my god, what are you doing? Shut the fuck up, <laughs> Simon, get me out of here, yeah. mate." In, in the logbook, what happened on duty? Some weird. Old <laughs> yeah, some weird spoke no. to me. So, yeah. so yeah, I tried to impart some wisdom onto them, but yeah, what would you tell young Matt when it comes to setting yourself up outside of army? Have a plan. Yep. Have, have the plan, as I spoke about. You need to yep. have a goal. Um, not even a... It doesn't have to be a big goal. Yeah. It doesn't have... It just needs... I want to... When I get out, my first job is going to be... Um, I don't know. A step, potentially just a stepping stone. Just a stepping stone, stone or whatever like no. it is like that. And there is um, a lot of companies and all that sort of stuff out there that want to help, mm. that try and help. Mm. But I think they're just so overwhelmed that you get push down the line unless you really go for it go for it yeah but what i probably would would tell younger hobbs if i was going to join the army again would go get a trade yeah get like your vehicle mechanic trade or or helicopters because you can fix helicopters like something that could be taken like not fully you only needed to go do like a full six month tafe course and then you're fully qualified heavy yeah mechanic sort of thing something like that but if you want to go blow shit up, just go have fun, but have a plan. Yeah. Well, that's it, because you can always do, you know, four, five, t- ten years or whatever, and then transfer later on mm-hmm. um, into a trade, or if you, like, hopefully there's positions available, but, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's always something to think about, even if you have to go to RAF or Navy or something to do the mm-hmm. trade, like, you're better off having something, especially if you joined at 17, you've got no job experience whatsoever. Yeah. Um, oh, and they would not, you know, after doing four or five years in the army, they wouldn't know what the real world's like. As a combat corps or anything mm. like that, where you don't have even as something as simple as vehicle codes, like well, you any, had any or, non-trade corps. Yeah, like if you, even um, if you're even if you're like in the warehouse in Rayok or whatever they're called, or, or you're yeah, a clerk. What, it's, what do they do? It's yeah. been a while since like I discharged on yourself, but I know that our army is trying, defence is trying to um, offer a lot more when guys are discharging in like the courses they they put on for you to explain what's in mm. what you're entitled to like i know i fobbed it off mm. uh don't because that shit's important yeah. like oh. the the amount of money that you can get depending on how many years you've served can like get you the conversion course you need that's going to make you competitive yeah. Yeah. when you do start applying for the jobs you may you may want yeah. so uh, yeah don't I think that's it. you that just gotta off. your mindset's different when you're in try to just be open-minded about what else is out there mm. what else mm. you need to do and i think what we talked about last episode be good with your your money, your deployment money. If you get a deployment, mm. don't just yeah, buy a new car. Like, just try to well, have fun. But you still gotta have fun with it. Like, if you yeah. do get a deployment, you're six months away from home. You're six months off the drink. You're 21 or 22, whatever. Blow, put 10 grand of that aside. Mm. Yeah, piss that up. Give the it wall. to your parents, or if you trust. Well, them. piss that 10 grand yeah. up the wall or whatever. Yeah. You put 15 grand aside. Give that to your parents. Still leaves you whatever yeah. and go on your holiday piss it up the wall yeah. buy the cars straight after they tell us not to buy the cars yeah mate 
Yep. And hey, do we do we still have those cars? No, we no, don't. No, we don't. No, we do not. No, we don't. Mine's rusting in a yard up in Townsville somewhere. So And some Kiwi bloke bought mine without getting it all checked out. So thank you, mate. <laughs> yeah. No, I got I got a service before I go down, so that's all good. I never got mine service. Nah, well, no, no. Old lady series. No. Did you I've seen you writing some shit down, Madison. What did you what do you write down over there? Just notes for Instagram. Oh, okay. No I thought you had questions or something. No, no she, she's, you started talking, she just started glazing over. Who's <laughs> that old copper again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, Tommy, yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. No, well, I think, yeah, this episode, obviously an important lesson for anyone that's still in, I think. And um, don't take the army attitude out there. Like, we, we, yeah, do get, yeah. we do get sort of bred that we are the alpha males, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you are army, you are the tip of the spear you're the best of the you're best, the best of you can the do best. anything you can do anything um, you got your mates around you and teamwork and all that sort of stuff don't take don't walk into the office and think you're the best of the best have you had any clashes with anyone because of your army attitude um not I'm trying to think now no no but the job now knows that when grumpy Matt comes out that's when the old mm. army corporal comes out he, he tries not I try not to come out too often yeah. But it comes out when people need to get put back in their yeah. place. Yeah. yeah. But, and again, like in the army is, you're not dealing with the all sorts of um, different races and sexualities and everything else that you got to deal with in like real life as well. Yeah, all the so other factors. Like, all the other factors that come in as well. Like, yeah. Because yeah. in the army, it's not like um, personalities aren't considered or... Well, you no, as a human because you've got to toe the line. There's a there's a baseline, regardless of what whatever gender, sexuality, yeah, whatever it there's is. There's a baseline. There, there's a baseline that everyone has to meet. Yeah. or should be fucking. And you've meeting, all signed up for it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like you're yeah. you're green. Yeah, you're, you're nothing out. You're green. To it. That yeah. you develop as a soldier to deal with um, your section and the people in your section don't necessarily translate to no. civilian life. Like, you I can't just be yelling at 65-year-old yeah. uh, like semi-retirees. Yeah. And, mm, yeah. The conversation yeah. Shane and I had when he when he joined the post office, I'm like, you can't talk to people <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I've done customer service my whole life. You can't. Oh, like, but I hate people. Right. So, so no. yeah, that was good you got out of that position. Here's your mail, I hope you choked. Here's your bill, it's late too. <laughs> <laughs> just keep putting it behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and 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 um, like yeah, they go in the army about learn from your mates and all that sort of stuff. But learn from like as many people as you can in the office. Learn about them. Learn what they mm. what like mistakes they've made. What they're into. Yeah. Why there's certain things like um, we got a vegan. So we got a couple of vegans. We got a couple of we got a girl that only eats fish. I don't know what that's called. Uh, Episcopalian. Oh, Pesca- yeah. Yeah. I always say Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And then we've got we've got um same-sex couples married and all that sort of stuff but yep. like i've never met a two same-sex couples that have actually been married because it's only new yep. in australia and all that sort of stuff and they're yep. from overseas and the information and the stories they had to tell is is good as well you know what i mean yeah, yeah. A, and if you just do the army thing you toe the line you're green you're green only you shut yourself off from learning that's all right that and that, uh, that's people. what we've said before like i think a lot of guys that as soon as they get out all they know is army so all they want to talk about is army mm. and Mate, there's a, you've got to be open-minded. Have hmm. new experiences, have new types of friends. It probably helps out with you, uh, Matt, that you like you have hobbies. You you play footy yep. for a civilian club. Yep. So 
yeah, it's still like a bloke's world and you've still got to be alpha males, but those people have lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're talking to them on your piss trips or at the clubhouse mm. and you're learning about people. So, yeah, it's you have those other things. It's a different set of um, <clears throat> people and mates from yeah. your work as well. Like, yep. I found, especially when I was in Townsville, that the dudes I hung out with on the weekends, I was working with them as well, which was fine, but you don't have a disconnection yeah. which is what you need which yeah. is what you need and it's the same with emergency services as well yeah. you know a lot so of like you go out in the beers on a Friday afternoon with the army boys you don't talk about army yeah you yeah. know what I mean and then you do it the same with the work even though you try and steer it away from it you start coming yeah, back, back to, to it. it but then when you've got an outside sort of hobby like rugby or something like that yeah. it normally goes back to talking about rugby or certain other things to do with sport and it's just a whole different atmosphere as well yeah. again just, yep. just learn don't don't close yourself off to the army mindset mm. yeah it's not a good if you want to you want to it's your choice but mm. to me don't and yeah just once you're out really think hard if you want to go back in because there's a reason there's a reason yeah. you got out to start off yeah with that's right one. yeah um, you got to bring yourself back to you got to bring yourself sometimes back into that am yeah. i gonna reach that point again how quick like i get back in two weeks later am i going to be at that same point again yeah you know what i mean so yeah yeah every person's different but have a plan and put the beer down and Put the beer. Think about it the next morning. Like Think about it the next morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're trying to do something when the screen's blurry because you're that drunk, yeah. it's probably not, not the best idea. time to yeah, be doing not it. A good idea. No. <laughs> oh, sure. We'll sign you back up. Yeah, no yeah. Could have been on a navy ship in yeah. six weeks' time. How's a six-year Rosso sounds? Sounds great, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. You're Darwin. Yes. No, well, I am very happy that, like I said before, looking at you now, you're in much better frame of mind, and mm. um, you're going really well. So. Thanks again, mate, for coming on. And hopefully, no everyone watching or listening has got something out of this. Mm. Uh, anything else, Shane? No, no. Awesome, awesome. We'll wrap it up then. Uh, thanks again, Matt, for coming on. And until next time, this is the Maladjusted Monkeys. We're out. Ooh. Good. Ooh. Mm. How's that, mate? It's good. Yeah, good job. How's this? Try not to move the bike. Nah, that's right. How long do you go for,